What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Mini TV Reviews. I am your host, Mon. Today, we will be discussing Power, Book 2, Ghost, Season 3, Episode 3, titled Human Capital. Y'all, I hope everybody is having a wonderful week. It's Friday, y'all. We made it. Okay, we made it to the end of the week. Of course, it started off a little bit rocky, but we here, y'all. Okay, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode. So we start the episode off with a montage of the crew. Okay, Tariq and Brayden, they are getting fitted for soups. And then we see Kane. He is beating the snot out of Lorenzo for getting caught up for being the one to knock off Zeke. And then we also see Effie. She is moving work. Okay. She's moving work on different campuses. And then, oh, I forgot y'all. We also see Drew. Drew is knocking down somebody <laughs> at the house. Okay. <laughs> and I'm sure he's got, um, other motives behind what he's doing but um anyway we see that whole montage right so then we get to effie and effie is doing a, one of her drops when one of her girls is coming to the trunk and she's like okay here's the product and she was like have you started moving weight on stansfield just yet and so effie doesn't really say and then old girl is like effie what is getting into you please don't tell me that Tariq is changing your mind about doing what we need to do to get this money and so she's like, never mind, don't worry about that. You know, here's the product. This is ready. So then we uh, go over to Drew. Like I said, Drew is um, knocking down somebody. But after he kicks the dude out, he um, ends up going back on Grinder. We see him go on Everest page. And then we see him go on Grinder, And he's looking at somebody's profile picture, specifically with like a King's uh, King of Heart tattoo on his uh, wrist. So... Yeah, I don't know you guys what's going on with that. But either way, all of them end up getting a 911 page except for Drew. All of them except for Drew end up getting a 911 page, come to the warehouse right away. And we see that um, once they get to the warehouse, old dude, which I'm not sure what his name is just yet, but this is Nona, Noma's right hand. He's back at the warehouse, okay, and he's supposed to be meeting up with them to check in and see how they're moving his product or Noma's product. And so they're like, He's like, okay, what is this? This is still like half of last week's shipment. And Brayden was like, well, technically, it's a third. Either way, all of the product is not gone, as you guys promised. And so Tariq was like, look, we we figured out, you know, we, we were making some kinks. We were smoothing out some kinks. We figured it out. Next time, it shouldn't be a problem. We'll have all of this moved the next time you come. And so then he starts pulling out pictures. He pull out a picture of Diana. He pull out a picture of Brayden's parents. He pull out a picture of sweet old grandma. Okay? This is Therese's grandma. But there's no picture for Effie. We still got to figure out who the hell she is. But anyway. So he pull out all them pictures. And they're like, what is this? And so he said, look. If I come back and all of the product isn't moved as promised, I'm going to start knocking folks off okay starting with diana then i'm gonna go ahead and knock off Braden's parents because i got respect for my elders so i'm gonna save a sweet old dear granny for last okay and then when he got to effie he was like and if if it's not done like i need it to be done he points to effie and tells her that since she ain't got nobody <laughs> that we know of he going to start taking out the crew, okay? Probably came first. <laughs> so, Brayden was like, Tariq, what would you say about that plan again? <laughs> so, they're finna get ready to start moving, moving some coke on Wall Street, y'all. We're going to see what happens with that. So, over to uh, Detective Annoying and uh, Blanca. So... She's set up shop, okay? She's got like a little corner office space, look like a little janitor's closet up in there considering how most of them office spaces be looking. But anyway, she got some office space to try to set up her board for her RICO case. So they come in and uh, Jenny's there. Jenny comes in as well. And they're discussing how they're going to try to pursue these RICO charges. So... They end up talking about Tariq, and Whitman is like, look, I don't know what the hard-on is. You guys have for Tariq, 
but we need to go after Monet. Monet is the one that killed Carrie, and so Jenny is like, whoa, you're getting, like, super emotional at this point. Like, back up. And besides, Monet already knows that you're on her case. We've already got complaints about it, so yeah, no, that's going to be a no-go. So why don't we just try the working theories that we already have, um, and, uh, well, for the people that are here. Because then um, Blanca has said something about uh, trying to reopen Lauren's suicide, which we know Lauren isn't dead, but Jenny's not ready to reveal that just yet. So that's why she's like, okay, well, let's just go ahead and try to pursue what we already know let's do a murder charge that way we can go ahead and, and tie this into the rico charge for sure and so she tells them that they need to figure out where dante uh, not dante where the crew is getting their drugs from and who is responsible for dante spears's death so that's where they're going to start everybody's got their assignments it's time to go to work so effie and Tariq are leaving the warehouse and they're walking to class together i'm assuming and um they are talking about what just happened at the warehouse and he's like man you know uh, we gonna have to figure this shit out because i can't afford to let nothing happen to my grandma like she's all i got basically and so then um effie is like look Tariq, i got something to tell you and i was like Ooh, okay what's gonna what you gonna tell him <laughs> what you gonna tell him effie and so she tells him that she wants to start moving product again on Stansfield. And he was like, wait, what? Nah, after Brayton done got in trouble for this. And, and then me, like, no, it's too hot right now. It's not a good idea. And so she tells him that since she was younger, she's always had, like, a safety number that she's got in her head. And, um, I mean, this is just going to be side hustle for her. This is not going to include anything that has to do with Noma. And so she was like, the kids won't even, like, realize what's going on here. I'm going to step on it real hard, and they still going to feel like they're getting good products. So this is just something on the side. I'm just trying to make sure that I have all my duckies in a row just in case something random happens for a, a stormy month, if you will. And so he was like, yeah, okay. I just never thought that I would, you know, picture you doing something like that. But I guess if anybody was to be moving product on campus and not get caught then it would be you and besides nobody would look at you in that busted car and she was like shoot at least i got one true um why y'all not riding riding to school versus walking but okay hopefully the warehouse is not too far from the school campus i guess i don't know so anyway um we see them walking to class right and um diana is sitting already along with becca and um it's time to get class started they're the last people to walk in apparently and so today's topic is human capital and so professor harper starts asking what does that mean to them okay and so diana is the first to raise her hand and she mentions that um she was she was basically useful to her family until she wasn't okay she was providing information that everybody needed, and then once they got what they wanted out of her, they, they tossed to the side. She pissed them off. And so Professor Harper was like, oh, I'm sorry, you know about that. And then um, then it goes over to uh, Becca saying something about her family and all of that, but then uh, Diana comes back. And they end up giving another, she gives another example, y'all, about how uh, <laughs> sometimes you can tell somebody, you can give somebody the illusion that something isn't useful, all the while you scheming and plotting to get it yourself. And after she say that, honey, she look at Effie, right? I was like, ooh, the shade. And so then, um, like I said, Becca mentions her family, but then the dude that's a cop, says something about how Becca is using her resources, um, how her family has used everybody just so they can get their name um, on a lot of the school's uh, buildings and how she ended up getting her seat and her uh, dorm room, you know, basically like she's entitled, <laughs> okay, because of her family's access to certain people and certain things. And so then um, Tariq is like, okay, so how we need to actually be talking about how people allow themselves to be used 
or do people let themselves be used by other people and so then um some kind of way it comes back around to him and he makes a snide remark to uh Brashandria about her stealing his seat for a taste internship and so she was like actually Tate said no to you he said yes to me and if you got a problem with that then you need to be looking inward okay <laughs> and so professor harper see all of these like little uh subliminals being thrown across the room at other students and she was like look okay it make it personal in here but we gonna always keep it respectful y'all hear me and so that was like yes ma'am <laughs> So then they start actually going on with uh, with their studies for that particular day. So then after class is over, Diana is walking with Celine, and he mentions, he brings up the fact that um, he knows her dad and that he actually grew up around him. And so she was like, why you didn't tell me you knew my dad? Like, that's some side-handed shit almost and so he was like you know it ain't it ain't nothing like that i just wanted to try to see if i could get to know a little bit more about you and the family and all this and all that right so as he's talking to her um kane is actually standing and kind of just like eyeballing the whole situation and so Celine was like speaking of who who is this brother staring at you and diana was like that's my actual brother <laughs> And so she excuses herself for a moment to talk to Kane. And Kane is trying to give her a piece. And she was like, well, why is you bringing this shit up here? Like, don't do that. And so we know that it's because of the threat that uh, Noma's right hand had just told them about, you know, if they don't move the product, then they're going to be coming after Diana. So he was like, you know, Stansfield campus is real hot right now. I'm just trying to make sure that you protected this, that, and the third. And so he was like, who is that? Asking her who Celine is. And so she was like, oh, that's just my TA and my boss. And so Kane was like, oh, hell no, your boss? And she was like, it ain't like that, you know. Because he was like, oh, you working a nine to five? And so he was like, nah, you, you can do better than that. Let me throw you some money. So he ends up giving her some money or whatever. And he tells her to come by the house later on. And he kisses her and tells her that he loves her. Oh, okay, look at you trying to be protective and all that. That's so sweet. Don't be trying to block Diana and what she got going on. Diana ain't never blocked you and all your many uh your many people that you done bought in and out of the house. Okay. So yeah, that's it. So Whitman comes into the bar harassing Monet as usual. And um she was like, What you doing here? The cop bar's down the way. And he was like, I actually just want some water, um, because I'm on duty. But he's come in to harass her some more about uh Carrie's death. And he tells her that she can or cannot bring a lawyer to him. It doesn't really matter. He just wants her to confess for what she did. And so then um he mentions that um the bar ain't been doing so hot lately. Um, it's looking a little light in there because it's only two people. But that's what happens after you uh, experience a drive-by to the bar. Oh, and by the way, how's Drew? And so she was like, you can get the F out, okay? <laughs> you know what the door is. The door was there the last time you looked at it. Still in the same spot. And so then um, he tosses her his card, tells her that he'll be snooping around, you know, just keep an eye on him. So then... We see that she goes over to uh, McLean, and of course she's telling him about what just transpired with Whitman. She tosses him the card, and he's like, oh, no, 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 we're not going in there. And so she was like, I just need to see what all he know, okay? And so he ends up telling her that uh, if uh, they go, then he's need she needs to follow his rules because she can get a little mouthy from time to time, okay? And we don't need nobody slipping up because she was like, I need to know what he got on my family. She started naming people and then she also names him because, you know, he, he complicit to a lot of stuff too, okay? Because he's shady boots too. So he was like, okay, like I said, you know, if we go in, you play by my rules, you do what I say, do while we in there, and we get whatever information we need so you can get the F up out of there, okay? Get get them off your back for a little bit. So then she mentions that um she didn't appreciate all that calling and hanging up that he was doing the other day on the burner phone, and he was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, look, 
don't play with me. He was like, I didn't call you. She was like, don't lie to me. So he pulls out the burner phone and he shows her that he has no calls, but that's because, and I forgot to mention this. So at the end of the last episode, Sax came in to his desk, snooping around as usual. He found the burner phone and then he called Monet, but after he called her, he took a picture of the number and then deleted the call log, okay? So he shows her the empty call log and she was like, all right, whatever, that ain't what I got on my end, but okay. So they gonna go and see, I guess, and talk, sit down with Whitman and have a conversation. So then we go back over to Kane, okay? It's later on that night, Diana has finally made her way there. It's Drew, Diana, Kane, and Lorenzo. So Kane is telling them about the issue that has popped up with Noma, tells them that everybody is on the chopping block, nobody is exempt from getting knocked off. And so they need to come up with a plan to expand because if not, bodies gonna start dropping. So he has the idea that they should go ahead and try to expand to Brooklyn where, um, what is her name? Evelyn's boys are, okay? Says that, um, of course, they, they doing well down there. That's what Evelyn had told Monet not too long ago, that the boys are starting to find their feet down there and um, that, that that would probably be a good idea for them to try to move the product that's left. And so... Okay, so how are we going to do that? And so Kane has the bright idea that they should knock Evelyn's boys off. So at this point, while he's talking initially, Drew is on his phone on Grinder and he's messaging somebody that's asking for, or he's asking for a face pick or they're asking for a face pick anyway. He's on Grinder talking to somebody, right? So after Kane says that they should knock off uh, the boys, he was like, he put his phone down and he was like, wait, you mean to tell me that just because we not as cool as we used to be with them, you want to knock them off? First her husband, now them? That's that's a lot, okay? It's way too much heat. We would, you know, attract way too many eyes. It's already bad enough. We don't have enough uh, people to go to war after we said, you know, knock them off. Of course, they're going to want to shoot back, like... It's just not a good idea right now. And I don't think that it would be a good idea either because if you expect to move a lot of product, how you going to do that? That's two less bodies to be moving said product. That's just not a good idea. So, of course, Diana is like, and who died and made you the boss of this operation? And so, as she's saying that, she's looking at Lorenzo and she was like, I think that should be Poppy's call. And so, Kane was like, you want to handle it or should I? And so, of course, Lorenzo's looking all defeated. <laughs> Y'all, he might as well just go ahead and pack his shit and go on somewhere else, okay? Because he is, he is not the king of the house no more. Nobody has any type of respect for him at this point. And so, he was like, you want to handle it or should I? And so, Lorenzo was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to go with Kane's call at this point in time. And so Diana was like, uh, you know. <laughs> so Kane was like, okay, are you going to bitch and complain? You know, you just going to put your phone down and bitch, or do you actually have a solution, talking to Drew? And so Drew says that they should actually just take out the connect. Well, we know that their connect is, uh, the boys connect over there in Brooklyn is working with the Russians, okay? So if they take them out, of course, it may be a little bit of blowback, but they're going to let that die down and then they'll have more people to move their product. Sounds like a good idea. So Kane was like, yeah, I'm calling the shots now, you know. And so again, everybody is looking to Lorenzo like, is he for real? You just going to sit back and let this happen? And Lorenzo was like, Kane is calling the shots. Y'all, this is a hot mess. <laughs> a whole hot mess. So yeah. <laughs> Okay, Kane, don't get them caught up in some mess, okay? Don't take credit for Drew's stuff just to try to throw it back in his face if it don't work, okay? You didn't come up with any bright ideas at this point besides just dropping my body, so we'll see what happens. So we see Tariq and Brayden. They're at the bar, and they're watching some guy on TV talking. Um, it's RSJ, and he apparently is one of the richest if not the richest black man in the world, okay? And so he's doing a whole speech 
about how the people, uh, the banks are now for the people or firms are now for the people, all that financial stuff, jargon that I, I don't know about. So, <laughs> long story short, um, they're watching him on TV, right? He's giving a speech. So, then we go over to Lucas and Kiki. Kiki is saying how she doesn't feel comfortable being in this particular setting um, because of who she is, more uh, specifically her race. Um, she just doesn't feel like this is right. She feels like she's being used. And so um, he says, okay, well, you know, you can take the day off, okay, enjoy the spa services that they offer here, and um, we'll see you back at the office. So that's that. So then we go over to uh, Lucas. Lucas is going to go meet with Tariq and Braden. Okay, so he calls them over. They end up sitting down, and he's telling them about our uh, SJ, and he's telling them how RJ has been looking for somebody to invest with. Okay, to uh, he's looking for a firm to put his money into, and so apparently he's met with the top five firms. And he's ghosted all of them, okay? And so, Uncle Lucas is very convinced that RSJ is going to end up dealing with them, okay? So, RSJ comes over and he tells them that he did, he uh, had a great speech. And RSJ is like, quick, you got two minutes. So, they end up chopping it up. And what we find out is Uncle Lucas has been turning down some of RSJ's closest friends. Um, to try to attract his attention, so to speak. Um, they don't really take on a lot of clients um, and a lot, you know, it's just one of those maybe <laughs> prior to this, maybe it was like racially motivated, which RSJ called him out on. And he was like, no, we've actually turned down a lot of clients of different, you know, races and persuasions. Um, so race has really nothing to do with it. And so he was like, okay, all right, whatever. So he ends up telling them that he'll be in New York soon because I guess he hears something that may have piqued his interest from what Lucas was telling them. And so he says that he'll be in New York soon and um, they can set up a more personal meeting there. Okay, so they can discuss further details about if he will or will not invest with them. So that's that. So as uh, Uncle Lucas and Brayden are walking off, we see Tariq double back to him. And he was like, can I ask you a question? He was like, you just did. <laughs> and so then he asked him to expound on what he meant when he was giving the speech. And he basically tells him that um, if a bank or a firm or whoever can take a pay cut and produce a, a product that is willing to feed more of the masses, if you will, then a thousand people will be able to bring them back more money than just a hundred clients, right? So a thousand over a hundred is always the end goal there, okay? You feed more of the masses, you'll be able to receive more in the long, in the long haul, in the long run. So he was like, thank you for that. And so he was like, what's your name? And so he tells him his name is Tariq. And so he was like, Tariq, you know why they really brought you here today, right? And he was like, yeah, to appeal to you because RSJ is black, okay? And so he was like, okay, straightforward. I like that. I'm glad you know. And he tells Tariq to make sure that he uses them just as much as they use him. And so he was like, duly noted. So, y'all, Tariq finna uh, expand his horizons. Y'all know Tariq is smart as hell, okay? Look at who his parents are. So, yeah. Okay, Tariq, I see you trying to make some moves. So we meet back up with Whitman, Monet, and McLean, okay? It's time for them to have their sit-down, but apparently it's almost over at this point. So we see McLean telling Whitman if he has nothing else to say, then they're going to get ready to excuse him from the premises. And so he mentions something about looking into the contractor because when he was at the bar earlier he said um, that he was going to look into the contractor and so he actually did and he says that it's, it's pretty funny that once he looked into the contractor he saw that he had did some work on Monet's bar um, shortly after the shooting and um, had disappeared after that 
and so nobody's heard from him and so he was like okay what what's that got to do with anything and so Whitman pulls out a file and we see that he's got a whole bunch of different pictures okay and this is different people we're talking about not only that contractor but the guy that Monet caught a body for the, the that was supposed to be the connected dude that played in um, ATL Esquire okay Rico I think that's that was his name uh, when he was on here very briefly. And so he mentions him and some other guy that all ended up going missing or uh, got found dead <laughs> in their cars, okay? And so he says that that's not a coincidence, okay? I just don't have all that I need to connect the dots back to you. And so, of course, uh, Monet and McLean tell him that he they basically the the NYPD needs to find better uses for um, the funding that is being provided to them versus just looking at cameras all damn day. And so she was like, you know what you should be doing? You should be looking into the guap who kills Zeke. And so he was like, oh, I thought that um, your nephew, uh, 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 excuse me, your son's murder was just a case of mistaken identity. But now that you mentioned um the gtg boys do you have any more to expound on and so of course uh she doesn't say anything this is why mclean wanted her to keep her mouth shut okay she's getting a little mouthy so um then he he tries to bait her bait her out and says okay and um maybe you did all this because you thought that zeke was going to end up snitching on you and that's why you killed you killed carrie and so of course she stands up to defend herself and she tells him that he was super jealous and overly uh you know obsessed with carrie maybe he was the one that did it so they go back and forth for a quick second um again you know she's just she's getting real mouthy this is why mclean didn't want her saying nothing and so he says that he's going to go look into the Guap Boys and see how that all pans out, okay? But he knows that she's connected to a whole bunch of different stuff in a whole bunch of different ways. He just needs to figure it out. And so, of course, after he leaves, McLean scolds her for running her mouth. And um, she was like, no, you told me we didn't have no deal. Okay, we didn't have no deal for me to be quiet and let you sit back and handle things. You said what you said, I said what I said, that's that. And he was like, well, because you said what you said, now he's going to be looking into the GTG stuff, and now that's going to tie back to you. What about, you know, how Dante Spears ended up funding Zeke's defense? There's going to be a whole bunch of backlash from this if he keep digging it. And she tells him that McLean just needs to take care of this. Okay, he needs to be knocked off, and so he was like, "We can't do that. It's too hot, hot." But what we can do is file a harassment charge, um, with the NYPD, so we can have a paper trail. But because you are who you are, you know they're not gonna they're not gonna follow through with that. But at least it'll be on record. And so she tells him that he hope he better hope that all of this work and that he go away because if not she gonna start resulting <laughs> resulting to her own means okay and we don't like it when when auntie resorts to her own means so then we go back over to the dorms where we're with diana and becca and um diana comes in and she opened up the envelope and she was like what the hell is this her first check of course is nothing Okay, they don't really pay nothing like that <laughs> for working on campus. I thought you knew that, Diana. Well, considering that she's used to getting all drug money, you know, she don't really have no uh, financial limits. This is uh, this is nowhere near what she expected. And so Becca was like, it's time to celebrate. And she was like, no, the hell it ain't looking at this check. Okay, <laughs> it's too small to do anything with. I can't even buy a drink if I want. Well, I, how old is Diana? She ain't old enough to buy a drink just yet. Anyway, she can't even buy three bags of Skittles with that check. <laughs> so anyway, um, as Becca is saying that it's time to celebrate, she flashes her a baggie of Coke, right? And so Diana was like, um, yeah, no, that's not really my thing. But how did you get that? Because I heard that the streets was dry around here. And she was like, yeah, that's what I heard too. And uh, But clearly, 
we know that this is got Effie and Tariq's name all over it, even though they swear up and down that this ain't them. We know it's them, and so Diana was like, facts. So, y'all thought y'all was being smooth and that y'all was working undercover, but Effie, honey, your spot gonna get blown up real quick, okay? Might have to dial it back down again until it cool down a little bit. So, Tariq and Brayden are somewhere um, within the firm offices, probably on one of those private floors, and Tariq is asking Brayden, what do they bring, um, what do all of the boys bring, like, to the offices every day? Because they're trying to figure out how and where they're going to move the rest of the product. And so Brayden was like, the, they bring caffeine or some shit like that. And so Tariq ends up coming up with the bright idea that they can move product on Wall Street using coffee. Yes, coffee. So the idea is they're going to create a false bottom for this coffee cup. Then they're going to put the product in the false bottom. And then once the people order, of course, the once the coffee gets to them, then they can use said product, right? And so Brayden is like, man, that's a wonderful idea. But of course, we'll have to talk to the rest of uh, our group um, before we can proceed with this idea but it's genius. So they send up, they end up sitting down with um, Drew and Kane and they're pitching their idea. And so when Uncle Lucas was talking to RSJ, he had ended up running into um, a group of people that he had took on uh, from the firm. And it was like some Bitcoin stuff. Anyway, it didn't pan out. They knew that their shit wasn't going to work, but they ended up getting Lucas to invest. He lost money. It was just a scam, right? They were trying to get a leg up. So that's exactly what they did. So Braden says that they're going to use these people, okay, with their Bitcoin stuff. They're going to use them to act as a front, right? So the customers that want to buy drugs, they're going to end up going online, using their credit card. They're going to purchase um, $1 in Bitcoin or however much amount of amounts to the product right so they're going to purchase dollar per dollar on bitcoin using their credit card and then after they purchase the coins on bitcoin then those bitcoins will transfer over and act as payment to get said product and then the product will be delivered through the coffee okay very smart right so it's going to be like a course correct um but for wall street very smart and, and for baristas <laughs> and so um Tariq and them are like okay so that's our idea how are things looking on y'all's end so Kane tells them that they're gonna go through uh Frankie's two sons to take over Brooklyn they're gonna take out the Russian connect and um that's pretty much that okay so everything is looks like it's going to be good to go. And so Tariq gets a text from Davis telling him that he needs to meet with them at the office right away. Because when him and Monet were talking, she had mentioned something about the fish trying to get to Tariq. Um, and so she just wants to make sure that everything is going to be hush-hush on his end, right? So he's going to go do that. He asked Brayden, does he want to come? Brayden ends up hanging back to talk to Kane. And so he was like okay Kane, what we doing today okay we finna go smash another jury shop we finna go rob somebody what we doing and so he was like no white boy you're finna take out our you're finna go take out frankie boys connect in brooklyn and so he was like you, you gonna go pop them after church and brandon was like why i gotta be the one to do it and he was like because we don't need them tracing it back to the boys in Brooklyn, and we definitely don't need them tracing it to us, okay? So this is just for alibi purposes at this point. Braden doesn't fit the profile to tie it back to either either group, okay? And so it works. And so Braden was like, great. Don't you know I went to a middle school, uh, a Catholic middle school? <laughs> and so he was like, this should be easy. Because he was like, oh, man, great. Now I'm really going to hell, you know? And he was like, your seat is already reserved, dude. Didn't you uh, knock off your best friend's girl? Y'all, I'm starting to think that Kane knows that Lauren isn't alive. Uh, Lauren is alive. Because he keeps, like, hinting that 
didn't you knock off Tariq's girl? Like, didn't you do that? You shouldn't have an issue knocking off somebody else. So Brayden was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did that. We good. You know, I, I'll take care of it. So Brayden's going to get ready to reserve his seat for real, for real. <laughs> so Tariq ends up meeting with McLean and Monet at his office. And, of course, they're keeping him in the know about what's going on with Whitman. And although <laughs> Auntie wants Tariq to take Whitman out, McLean is like, no, 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 no. I got a better idea about it because Tariq was right about them uh, still setting up surveillance to watch Dante's penthouse. Because he was right about that, um, McLean tells him that he wants him to steer clear of the penthouse for a while. And he's got a plan that he's going to put into motion. Okay, so Auntie Monet tells him to keep his head on the swivel as always. And that's that. We'll see what McLean comes up with in just a little bit. Speaking of, uh, oh, and as they're having this conversation, you guys, Sax is always lurking around the corner somewhere. He happens to be walking by when he spots Tariq, Monet, and McLean all having this conversation. I swear, McLean needs to get some freaking blinds or something. Like, I get it that this is your new office. You want everybody to know that you, you know, you got the biggest office space, and you the man that's running things around there. But honestly, like, huh. So Sax ends up taking a picture of all of them, and of course he's going to end up getting that back to Jenny. So anyway, there's that. So then we see um, Brayden meeting up with Tariq and Effie, or Tariq meeting up with Brayden and Effie. And Brayden tells him that Kane actually wants him to take out the connect. Okay, and so Tariq was like, oh man, like that's, that's a pretty serious task at hand. And he was like, yeah, I know, but it's for alibi purposes. And so Effie was like, you know, as much as I hate to admit it, Kane is probably right about this one. We have to do this so we can move the product. So um, Tariq was like, okay, cool. I'll go get us some guns. And then, of course, you know, we'll, we'll be by your side to support you. Whatever you need, you know, we'll get this done. And so Tariq ends up leaving out. And Effie is like, are you going to be able to take care of this this time? <laughs> Or do I have to hold your hand? And so he was like, he got it. He got this one. So um, then we go over to Detective Whitman and Blanca and Prosecutor Jenny. So he then came back and they are on his ass because McLean has filed that harassment charge. And so Detective Whitman was like, and so what? This ain't going to stick. Okay, we know who Monet is. We know what she do. This is not going to stick. And so that was like, it don't even matter, okay? Did you end up telling them about Dante Spears? Because you already going behind our back when you said that you weren't and harassing her. Like, if you told her about Dante Spears, now she knows what angle we're coming from, okay? And that's going to mess up our case. And so he said something about it not sticking and... Jenny tells him that uh, she knows his boss personally and that he's going to be suspended first thing Monday morning as soon as they hear about it. And so he was like, to hell with it, okay? You know how many Fs I give? None. <laughs> he tells them good luck with their case and he walks out. And so Jenny and Blanca now have to come up with another way to try to pin this on them. They have to figure out how... Uh, Tariq and Monet are working together to move these drugs. Yeah. At this point, Detective Whitman, I don't know. They still need to off them, but it may take a while. So Effie is moving the product from Stansfield. This is her little side hustle. And so she's going up there to switch out some stuff. And um, once she comes back down, she runs into Diana. Now, I will say that I did notice <laughs> earlier in the episode how the girls have been having, like, similar hairdos. I don't know what that's about. But, uh, <laughs> but 
both of them have like little low uh low ponytails today and then the other day they both had pigtails it was cute right so anyway Effie comes back downstairs and she meets Diana halfway and so of course they get into it about um Tariq that's the bigger issue at hand and so Effie um at first they were talking about product and how they had lied to her and told her that they were they weren't doing anything on Stansfield campus because it was too hot and Effie was like who told you that because I didn't say that and she was like, Kane, and she was like, see, that's the problem, okay? It wasn't me. You didn't hear from me, so you need to take it up with Kane. And so she was like, yeah, what you told me that Tariq was basically an F-boy and that I should stay away from him. And she was like, and I meant that for you. <laughs> but me and Tariq, we're different, okay? And she was like, no, seriously, like, I mean that for you. You deserve better than Tariq, so you don't, Effie? Or is it because y'all are one and the same? But anyway, she tells Diana to stay away from him because he ain't no good. And um, then she was like, seriously, D, like, we could use your help. Don't you want to come work for us and or work with us, rather? And um, she was like, nope, I'm good. And she was like, on your candy, your candy bar money. And she was like, yeah, on my candy bar money, I'm good. And so as she's saying that, she's receiving a text from Celine apologizing for how everything went down um, the other day with uh, between um, them discussing Lorenzo and the connection to their family. And so he was asking her, can he come see her tomorrow? How did he even get her number? I mean, I know Effie gave her the slip about the books and that's how she came into the office. But, okay, well, maybe she got his number or he got her number when they were talking at the bookstore. I don't know. But either way, he's now got her number. So, we'll see. So, over to Saks, and he is visit, visiting um, Theo in jail. We know that that's McClain's brother. And, uh, y'all, what happened to Redman? Is he in jail is he sick? Is he like, what, where is Redman? We want him back, okay? Because he looked like he actually was sick, like he fit the bill. I'm sorry, Redman, but the guy that replaced you, he looks a little bit more healthier surrounding these circumstances that you're supposed to be in on this role. <laughs> so, I hope everything is okay with Redman, by the way. So anyway, Sax is talking to the replaced Redman here. And he's trying to figure out the discrepancy between what the public defender said and what the statement said that he read um, from the night of the incident that he got locked up for about the discrepancy with the height, okay? He says that the statement that he read says that um, the the perp was like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, but the public defender is saying that... Um, He's about five nine, five ten, or something like that, right? So something on the shorter stance. And so he was like, "Were you wearing this?" Which I couldn't see what this was. Or were you wearing, you know, lifts that day? If you were, I don't judge. And so he was like, "Now, why would I do that? Why would I even take a deal if I thought that that was the case?" And so he was like, "See, that's what I thought." So if you knew about the discrepancy in the statements about the height. Why would you even take the deal? Are you protecting somebody? Who were you with that night? And he was like, man, I ain't got nothing to say to you, but I'll tell my brother that you stopped by. Now, I don't think the Sax knew that that was his brother. Okay? Because I think Sax was still trying to figure out what the relationship was between the Theo dude and McLean. So now that Theo has let that slip i wonder if sax was paying attention enough to go back and connect the dots i don't know maybe he did but i don't i don't remember him ever mentioning that that was his kin so maybe sax will figure it out and make the connection we'll see so rashad tate and professor harper are sitting at the bar and they're just reminiscing on old times that they had and so she ends up asking him who was that woman that he brought to the memorial the other day. And he says, ah, she was just a date. 
And so she was like, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that you brought a date? She's not your woman, not your significant other. You brought a date to a memorial? He was like, yeah. And so he tells her that after they broke up, um, excuse me, <clears throat> correction, after she broke his heart, he just took that, took those times and those efforts and just threw them into um, enhancing his career and really just like honing in on his career. So she tells him, oh, after I broke your heart, huh? And so they kind of do like this back and forth fir uh, flirting thing. It's, it's a really cute scene, right? And although that's really cute, I wasn't expecting them to kind of just like jump the gun this quick. I thought that Professor Harper was going to play a little bit harder to get, okay? She's a refined woman. And we know Rashad Tate's reputation. He can be a little hoe out here in these streets. So the fact that they were able to kiss, albeit it, it did seem like kind of awkward and forced, I'm not sure how this is going to work out. But anyway, that's what it looked like to me. Y'all let me know what you think. But um, they end up kissing. And as they're kissing, we see uh, Prosecutor Jenny and Blanca roll up on them, right, and break the scene up. And so Professor Harper ends up leaving. And she says that they'll be in touch. They'll talk soon. And he gives her another goodbye kiss, right? Um, He ends up talking to them. And so they're like, you know, for you to be... Uh, campaigning against the war on drugs you sure do know a lot of drug dealers <laughs> and so he was like look I'm not sure who you're disparaging okay but whatever the situation may be I'm pretty sure that if they were said drug dealers then maybe you guys should be doing your job and locking them up and so <laughs> they end up speaking on Tariq and he tells them that Tariq um, he didn't take Tariq on as his intern. He actually chose another student to be his intern. But Tariq instead has an intern at the Weston firm. And so if they want to look into that, then they can. Otherwise, poof, be gone, be out my face, B to B. Y'all let me know what show that's from. <laughs> so anyway, after that, they, they have to find another angle because it's not going to work. Speaking of Tariq, we see... Uh, the the Russian guy, he's at the church, and he is praying. Okay, he ends up dropping a big stack. Nice donation. Sizable, hefty donation into uh, the donation box. He walks out, and he's texting his homeboy to see where he is. He's waiting on him. And so as he's responding back, he's telling, homeboy's telling him that a car is blocking the way, right? When Braden walks up to him, and... um He's basically trying to distract them long enough to end up taking them out. This is Brayden's job, right, that Kane has tasked him with. And so he's fumbling, and we see Tariq and Effie. They are close by again, supporting him. And Tariq was like, I'm finna go over there and handle it because Brayden is taking too long, okay? He should have just walked up on them. Pew, pew. Instead, he got this whole story about needing help with a handout. Just a whole situation, right? He done created a whole storyline <laughs> before he take this dude out. So, Effie was like, nah, Tariq, just hang back and see what he do. So, Brayden's still tripping, right? Dude is finna get ready to pull up and then, um, it's, it's getting a little too tight. The window is closing, closing, right? Before anybody recognizes them or can, uh, put a description on them and so Tariq hurries up and, and runs over knocks the dude off real quick before uh Brayden and the dude can get into a scuffle and um they hurry up and run off and they actually run into a restaurant that's not too far from where they were because they had reservations y'all that was genius okay although it was pretty callous that was genius to have a reservation that's close to so nobody can see you and so as they're running away from the crime scene we hear the police sirens and of course because they went into there into the restaurant nobody can uh, give a description hopefully okay so they get in there and they sit down and Brayden's like man thank you for having my back I thought I was gonna be able to pull it off but I just don't have the heart so we and so Tariq was like it's cool, Brayden. Like, we're we're all good at something, okay? We all bring something different to the table. 
And apparently, you bring killing to the table, Tariq. This is the second body that you done knocked off thus far. And we are only in episode uh, three. (laughs) Okay, Tariq. So, well, for this season anyway, you got got more bodies (laughs) added to your roster before this season. But anyway, so he was like, it's cool, Brain. Like, we bring different stuff to the table. Chill out. So Brayden ends up going to excuse himself to go to the bathroom, and um, he ends up texting Kane, telling him that it's done. Eventually, Kane is going to find out that he wasn't the one that pulled the trigger, and we're going to figure out that he did not kill Lauren. Okay, Kane is not the sharpest crayon. He's not the brightest crayon in the box, but, you know, he is pretty smart. He'll catch on after a while. So anyway, um, while he's gone, Tariq and Effie are talking, and he's telling her, hey, you know, with all this stuff that's happening, and us being able to knock off the Russians and becoming the connect for the boys, this this allows us to move the product way quicker than the timetable that we gave old boy. So, you know, once this is done, are you thinking about pulling out? Like, are you good? So Tariq is asking her about, you know, meeting her safety number and um, her surpassing it. And she was like, you know, I don't always count on things like that because he's like, man, we're going to have so much cash, you know. And so um, she was like, Tariq, you always want to look over your shoulder. And um, he was like, no, we don't have to. We can always be like my mom and dad. Because she was like, you just killed somebody. And so he's asking her, can she stay in the game so they can be the next Tasha and Ghost, okay? her His mom was the mastermind. He might Ghost might have done the work, but Tasha was the mastermind behind the whole thing, okay? And if Effie ever gets lucky enough, then, um, you know, she'll be able to meet Tasha, okay? And so uh, he's just aspiring to be like them, and, except he says that he's much smarter, than his dad so he won't be making those same types of mistakes his dad ended up messing it up in the end and that's how everything just kind of went to shits okay so just something for her to think about okay (laughs) and so then he gives like some uh random analogy of who they're gonna be tom thomasine and uh bushrod i'm not sure who those people are but anyway it's a classic and it happens to be tasha's favorite okay anyway on to the next thing so Drew, Kane, and Lorenzo are finna get ready to meet up with the boys. When all of a sudden, the boys from Brooklyn, right? Frankie's boys. When all of a sudden, Drew starts getting chimes on his phone and he's saying that his grinder match is umpteen feet away, right? So we find out that one of Frankie's boys, it must be Drew's match, right? So, okay. He, he a little handsome. I could see the appeal a little bit. But anyway, so him and Drew have a little back and forth, okay? He was like, man, you, you done grew up, okay? And so the dude was like, yeah, I used to be fat, but I'm not fat no more. And I lost a whole bunch of weight. <laughs> so there's definitely, definitely some appeal there. So anyway, let's get down to business, right? So they end up talking about uh, what happened with their connect. And the boys are pretty suspicious because they figure this has Kane's print all over it, right? And so Kane was like, how could I do that when I'm not black? I mean, <laughs> I'm not black. <laughs> how could I do that when when uh, I'm black, okay? We heard that it was a white boy that did the job. And so they was like, who did you hear that from? And so Lorenzo comes and saves the day and says that he heard it from some stupid kid from around the way, that it was a white boy who took out that connect. Anyway, we're going to do business or what? Because this is what Frankie would have wanted anyway. Our families grew up together, okay? He would want to see us doing business, growing together, getting money together. This is what we aspired to be like back in the day. And so he was like, let us let us think it over. So they fall back. They do like their little basketball huddle real quick. Okay, they come back. All right, I guess we'll be getting money. So they end up selling this to Lorenzo, right? But Lorenzo passes it off to Kane and says, nope, you know what? I'm handing this off to Kane. Kane is now in charge of all the operations, right? And so um, 
of course this pisses drew off because drew is supposed to be the one that's supposed to be uh making all the decisions here poppy was the one that trusted him but monet was saying that drew was not ready for it okay so anyway passes it off to kane and so he was like okay well what we finna do to celebrate and so the main dude that uh was a match with drew was like no nah, we'll uh we'll do that another time okay but uh, we'll be seeing you soon so they end up leaving so then after they leave drew was like it's some funny shit going on between both y'all i don't know what it is but y'all got something going on okay because now kane's kane's taking charge okay so he walks off pissed, and then uh, Kane starts clapping his hands, and it's like, you know, thanks. Thanks for doing that, okay? But uh, I really appreciate all of, all of the assists from you, okay? And you putting me in charge and saying all those nice things, but uh, that special, that stupid kid and uh, that, uh, what he say? Something about family. Family first comment that you said, uh, thought that was a jab okay so because of that you gonna have to move some extra weight before you get home because <laughs> because lorenzo was like i'm finna head home okay and i ain't got time to deal with your bs so he was like you gonna have to move some extra weight before you go home and, oh by the way give mom a hug for me all right kane you better calm down for lorenzo try to knock you off okay it's bad enough he done knocked off zeke he wasn't technically his blood, okay? So you better start treading lightly and before you get the big head and then get popped. So Davis goes to confront Sax about um, going to go see Theo. And he was like, oh, you meant when I went to go see your brother? Yeah, about that. <laughs> and so McLean starts to try to explain that he would have told him sooner. And Sax was like, cut the BS, okay? Um, and so then we find out that Theo actually is in there because he killed a cop's brother, okay? And so when they got hemmed up, when the incident happened, um, McLean was only 21 years old. He had just got accepted to uh, law school, Columbia, I believe. He got just got accepted to law school. And so they presented a plea, but of course, because of who was killed, they upped the charge, Okay. And uh, basically tricked him into taking a plea deal that ended up having a really long sentence because it was a cop's brother. And so he tells um, McLean, Sax tells McLean that even though that was the situation, because this is so heavily redacted, he feels like that there was probably some shady stuff going on on the other end as well. And he feels like that maybe there was some evidence tampering going on because it's a lot of redacting going on, okay, on those files. And so he he tells him that maybe he can help him get his brother out. He can probably get this case thrown out if he, you know, tries hard enough. And so um, he was like, yes, you know, that's why I need you on my team because you know how the other side works, okay? And so... McLean ends up letting him know that he needs to, you know, keep him keep him posted on how everything is going, and then he walks out. So Sax is in quite the predicament. I thought he was going to end up, you know, playing into the whole hand of blackmailing uh, McLean, but no, he's going to probably try to play the smart and get closer to McLean by getting his brother out so he can get more information for uh, girlfriend Jenny <laughs> on Tariq and Monet. So we'll see how that plays out. So then we go over to um, Diana. She getting dirty, y'all. Dirty Diana is in a room busting a slob with Salim, right? How did we get this far? Okay, he, you know who he reminds me of? He looks like he could be some type of kin to Billy Porter, or is that just me? Am I tripping? They look like they could be like brothers or cousins. Y'all let me know. But anyway... So she's busting the slide with Salim, and then she gets a knock at the door, and I'm glad that it wasn't Becca, because, oh, Lord, the predicament that she would be in for that, right? But instead, it's actually Lorenzo. And so, uh, Salim, I was about to call him Billy. <laughs> Salim ends up leaving, 
And um, I'm surprised Lorenzo didn't say anything to him, considering that Salim said that he was uh, around the way. He grew up around the way with the family. Anyway, so Lorenzo tells her that um, Kane, Noma got Kane thinking that he's Mecca. Okay, he even got the big head and he's way over his head. And all he's trying to do is protect everybody from getting into harm's way. And so he actually needs her help. And so he asks her, can she use the bookstore as a front to move some of the, the weight as well? Even though he really didn't want to put her in said situation, here we are. Now, I'm not sure if he's moving weight as well or if he's holding up his end where he was like, I ain't moving no damn way. I'm the daddy in this situation. So I'm not sure what the case is, but either way, he tells her that he's sorry for putting her in said situation, but he could really use the help right now to keep all of them safe. And so although Diana does not want to do it, she says that she will because of him. Okay. He gives her a hug and he tells her that he's proud of her and that he loves her. And then he goes on about his way, leaving the bag of products. Sir, so you're not going to stay with me to help me figure out how I'm going to do this? You not, you, do you got extra supplies in there? Do you got extra bags? Like, what's the plan? So Diana's going to have to come up with something. And she says that Lorenzo and Monet taught her everything that she knows. So it shouldn't be too hard, right? This going to go downhill real quick, y'all. So we see Detective Whitman don't know how to take no for an answer, okay? He's still snooping around the Tejada household. Matter of fact, Monet caught him on the cameras and called uh, McLean and was like, didn't you say that you was going to handle this? So why am I still seeing dude on my camera feed? And um, he says, I did tell you that I was going to handle it, okay? This is not going to be a quick fix, okay? We got to get our paper trails. So... The paperwork is filed. All you have to do now at this point is just document every time that you see him. And I'm going to make sure that old boy gets off the streets. So she was like, all right, bet. So she ends up taking a picture of him. And um, this I don't know how many times it's going to take. But uh, hopefully he gets handled pretty soon before Monet deal with him herself. So then we go over to um, Brayden, Effie, and Tariq. So they're in some kitchen. I'm assuming this might be the kitchen in the where I don't know where they are. But anyway, they look like they're in an old uh, kitchen of some sorts. And um, they're opening up their shipment that they just received of the coffee cups with the false bottoms, right? So Effie was like, man, we could put a few grams off in here. This might actually work. And so, um, of course, she uh, commends them for coming up with the bright idea. And so... Uh, as they're doing all of this, Tariq says that he's receiving a phone call from some Jamaica, uh, some boys on Jamaica Ave. And he's trying to figure out why in the world they're calling him. So while he's gone, Effie is like, man, you know, this is a pretty smart idea even for you. And so he was like, man, I couldn't have did this without all of us. It took all of us to make this happen. And so um, she was like, what do you mean? Because the way that he said it. It was like, okay, we definitely needed Tariq. And so she puts two and two together and was like, don't tell me you uh, were the reason that Tariq lost his intern seat. And um, he was like, she said something about Tariq being pissed off once he finds out about what happened and how he lost his intern seat with Rashad Tate. And so he was like, oh, so now you want to get real snitch happy. You wasn't uh, too thrilled when I said we should tell him about what happened to Lauren. And so she was like, okay, touche, touche. So they're going to leave it at that for now, okay? But eventually both of these secrets are going to come out, and um, I don't know how Tariq going to take that. So after that, um, he receives a text from Kane telling him to get his ass down to the, uh, to the docks, right? So he tells Effie that he'll be back. And um, he's he's getting ready to sit down, and he's sitting down on the bench looking at the water when Kane sneaks up behind him and put a gun to his head. He says, uh, so what happened with the Russian Connect that you were supposed to take out? Because I heard that you didn't do the job. And he was like, yes, I did. He was like, no, you didn't. Don't lie. You know, who did you hire? Because I know it wasn't you who did it. And so he was like, doesn't matter. The job is done anyway. 
And so he was like, of course it matters, okay? Because I know that you still owe me a body and I tend to collect eventually, but now that I know you didn't do this one, where the hell is snitch, bitch? Talking about Lauren. Because I know you didn't do that. You've been acting too shaky. I told y'all he was going to put two and two together eventually. Kane is getting smart, okay? <laughs> He's not as dumb as we thought he was. And so um, he was like, she's dead. And he was like, how you know, okay? Because I figured that you didn't take her out. So who did it? And he was like, why do you need to know? Again, if I give you the name of who actually did it, then you might as well have done it too because you can no longer deny that you didn't know that Lauren wasn't dead, okay? Deniable plausibility or something like that. Plaus something like that, okay? If I, if I don't know, you know, if I didn't ask, I don't know, okay? So I can't find out. So Kane was like, all right, you right, you right. So he back up off of him and he tells him that he intends to collect that body eventually. You understand me? <laughs> sir, yes, sir. <laughs> and he lets Brayden live to see another day. So he ends up, uh, after Brayden walks off, he ends up calling Effie and was like, Effie, where you at, girl? We need to talk. So he, he done made the correct uh, assumption that it was Effie who offed Lauren or attempted to. So... Oh, soon and very soon, Lauren is going to come come rearing her head again. Ooh, this is going to get real interesting. But that's the way that the episode ends, you guys, okay? Let me know what you think. It was a lot going on this episode. I, I really like this episode. We, we building, okay? This wasn't a filler episode. It was some stuff going on in here, so... Let me know what you think. You can reach me at Mini TV Reviews on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also reach me at My TV Reviews Podcast without the S on the end at gmail.com. Okay. I'm in rare form. I have given y'all all episodes this week on all the shows. And I hopefully I intend to do one more before the weekend is over. But we shall see. Okay. After this, we're going to be caught up with everything. Um, as far as uh power and hopefully snowfall. I'm going to try to give y'all snowfall too this weekend in addition to the other show that i plan on doing but we'll see okay that's all i have for now you guys i hope everybody has a safe weekend until we talk again um have fun okay but be safe first and foremost all right um so until we meet over the airwaves again i am mo and i will talk to you guys soon bye